This is the No More Wasted Days podcast, and we're your hosts, Sarah Kaufman Bradstreet and Heather PG. Grab your favorite NA drink and listen as we share vulnerable stories so you never feel alone on your alcohol-free journey. And gain insights from us as we break down our most used tips and strategies that have kept us alcohol-free. It's time to break free from wasting any more of your days to the drinking blackout hangover cycle. Welcome to another episode of the No More Wasted Days podcast. I'm your host, Sarah. And I am your other host, Heather PG. And we have a special bonus episode for you today. This is actually an episode that we recorded over a year ago. Yep. Sarah was on my podcast, Living My Breastless Life, and we thought we would share it with y'all as a little bonus. And we go over all about the 30-day alcohol-free challenge that you can actually enroll in right now. Dry January will be starting on January 1st, but enrollment is open till January 5th. So you're going to get to hear a little bit more about this in this episode. And you might be wondering why my sound quality isn't as good as it usually is, but I was wearing AirPods when we recorded it. So we apologize. We were still learning back in the past. Yep. Yeah. Come join us for dry January and enjoy this episode on 30-day alcohol-free challenge. All right. We'll let the episode take it away now for you guys. On this podcast, we talk all things real life. On today's episode, we're going to talk about what I think is a controversial life hack, living an alcohol-free life. I believe this is in the top five best ways to live your best life. I know it was very instrumental for me in the beginning of my healing journey and has led me to honestly living my most authentic best life. I have the pleasure to have Sarah Kaufman Bradstreet here as a special guest today, who is the founder of No More Wasted Dates. Hey, Sarah, welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. So tell us a little bit about you and how you founded No More Wasted Days. So three years ago, a little, actually almost four years ago now, I was really in a strange place with my drinking and I was drinking every day, but I thought it was this normal amount. I was drinking like two to five drinks every single weekday, but then the weekends were becoming a bender situation. And that felt a little out of control and that part felt really off. But I was watching friends kind of do the same thing or so I thought. And I just didn't know what to do because I kept kind of, I was one of those people that started Googling, am I an alcoholic? How do you know if you're an alcoholic? And um, just so the listeners know, if you're Googling that, there may be an issue. I wish that would have popped up during my searches because instead all these to-do lists, like not to-do lists, but checklists would pop up and I would read through those and I could find ways to say no to every single one of those things and be like, nope, that hasn't happened. Nope, that hasn't happened. And just kind of walk away from it and be like, oh, I must be okay. And I just, I just was stuck in this cycle. I was drinking every night and I would wake up each morning having a slight hangover or a major hangover. And I didn't really want to get outside help. 
I knew I needed to change, but I felt like what I needed to do was just get better at drinking, just become more responsible with my drinking, not drink so much. So I finally decided I would start with 30 days. I finally decided I would take a break for 30 days and my husband actually initiated it. He had told me he thought he was gonna totally quit drinking and that was, I was kind of sidelined by that because we were drinking buddies and I was just like, oh, you can't, you can't come out with me with that information. Like, I don't know what to even do with that. And I finally decided, okay, I'll do this with them. And all honesty, I thought it would last like seven days. I thought, we'll try this. We'll give it a little half-hearted try and then we'll probably be back to normal. But something clicked this clicked this time and it just stuck. And I started seeing all of these benefits. Like you said, the biggest life hack. I started seeing all these amazing things start coming my way because I wasn't drinking and I wasn't focusing on drinking. And I could see how alcohol had become the main focus in my life, which is so backwards because I have two kids, I have my husband. At the time I was a teacher, I had so many other things to focus on, but drinking was my main thing. And stepping away from alcohol with a 30 day break allowed me to see that. And then I started seeing those benefits and they just started compiling and compounding on one another and I wasn't telling anybody I was doing this I was like oh my gosh I've tried to take breaks from alcohol before and I've always failed so I don't want to tell people because I don't want to own up to failure again so I'm just going to keep this between me and my husband but somewhere around two and a half months I made a little Facebook post and just kind of did a I did a thing. I did one of those posts, even though I hate it when people write that. I was like, oh, I, I did a thing. And I, I haven't been drinking. And these are the benefits I've seen. And I, I just feel like my life has been changed. And I had so many people reach out to me on that post and just congratulate me and cheer me on. And I was like, oh my gosh, something I was so afraid to do, tell the tell the world that I wasn't drinking. And then all this support came my way and people hopping into my DMs and saying, how did you do it? Tell me more. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I, was, I was kind of blown away. And then all I did after that was I started posting at milestones. Like I made it to a hundred days, 150 and 200. And I would make little Facebook posts. And then finally one, so one October, I decided I'm going to do a sober October with my friends and family. I'm going to put it out there and I'll just see if somebody wants to do a challenge with me and we'll do it through a Facebook group and we'll check in each day. And I had so many people join the challenge and that's where it all kind of was was born like people hopped in and I all we did in that first group was check in there was nothing too exciting happening there but I do still have friends that did that challenge with me and they still tell me I haven't drank since I did that challenge with you thank you wow. so much I know and it was just one of those things where I was like oh my gosh and I've made I made friends in that group it's, it was just a really cool thing and I thought I'm gonna start doing this each month so I did November kind of the same laid-back thing and then I started recording videos. I thought I'll record some videos so people have something to watch each day. Um, and I did that. And that's what became my 30 day alcohol free challenge. And that's kind of how no more wasted days came to be. My husband and I started seeing that other people were having the exact same struggles we were. They were stuck in that place. What a lot of people call gray area drinking of questioning their drinking, but not feeling like they wanted to find this, find what is the normal outside help, maybe not do a 12 step program or maybe just not feeling like that was the place for them. So I started sharing my story on TikTok. I started sharing my story on Instagram. 
And it has just grown to be this amazing community. I just, I, it's amazing when you open up social media and people are commenting, like, I, I quit drinking one year ago and it's because I saw one of your TikToks and I don't know the person. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, what an impact. And I think yeah. that there is this, yeah, there's a lack of space out there where people feel heard because it is such a, a shameful thing, which it shouldn't be. And I think so many of us feel so guilty about our drinking and we don't want to admit it. So when somebody can be courageous enough or crazy enough <laughs> to hop onto <laughs> social media and say, hey, I was doing these things. And if you're doing them, you're not alone. It really, it filled a space for a lot of people. So that's kind of how it happened and how it all came to be. And then, and, and I've met amazing people like you through this. Oh, so thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad that we met and connected. Um, when I found No More Wasted Days, it was really cool to just have a space to land where people talked about the reality of how much alcohol consumes your life or you know, often when you're thinking about making a big life change, like living alcohol free, you think you're the only person that's ever had certain thoughts. And to be a part of a community and to connect with others, you're like, oh, I'm not alone. Oh, you yeah. feel this way? You know, it's very affirming. And, you know, after doing the Google searches of, am I this or, you know, getting mired up in some of the research that might be a little bit, you know, questionably misinformation. Yeah. Um, just hearing personal real life experiences of what folks are also going through when they're trying to cut back or do a 30 day challenge or quit drinking altogether, you know, and just having a soft place to land that is not a 12-step program. So there's a lot of stigma around that um, yeah. program. I mean, uh, no disparity to the program, how, but, you know, people think like, oh, if I quit, I have to go to AA. I mean, you know, I, but in, you know, No More Wasted Days, there are you know, all walks of life, all areas of exploration, like you said, gray area drinking or folks who are super curious or folks who are really struggling and yeah, are reaching out for support. So I'm so glad that you shared your personal story on Facebook and it led to No More Ways Todays, which is how you and I met. So I love it. I also love the name. Um, oh, yeah. When I tell folks about it, I often get commented like, God, that's a great name. So, yeah, that was um, one my husband and I brainstormed for. I feel like we were walking around for two weeks being like, well, what should we call it? And just throwing ideas out at each other and, and a lot of times being like, no, that's terrible. And then somehow this one came. We were both like, that's it. And yeah. it was really like drinking made it so we stopped wasting days we had so many days where we would just lay on the couch and watch tv which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that but it was because we were healing from a hangover it's not because we wanted to be there like we have those intentional days now where we really do just lay on the couch all day and it's not wasted it's this intentional rest then but before it was just because 
I was just recovering and so was my husband and it was (laughs) so when we thought of that we were both like oh my gosh (laughs) yeah and I think another component of like kind of wasted in the day is like the time spent like okay well I've got to stop and get this amount because the store doesn't sell it on Sunday Mm -hmm. so I've got to prepare you know you put a lot of effort into preparing to drink and yeah making sure you have your provisionals in place if there's a snowstorm or you know there's a lot of energy um, and time put into alcohol and planning around it and making sure you have enough and like no more wasted days that come in the form of time and you know thinking about drinking and like wasting your time like oh we're gonna celebrate this but let's get this to celebrate this and then we feel terrible as you were saying like and on the couch as a result of a hangover or like having a really rough morning just because you're grouchy you know from you know overdoing it the night before so yeah Yeah. I absolutely love the name and even those moments that I lost from blackouts that I still have never gotten back. There's still some moments where I want to know how certain dumb things happened that I did when I was drunk. Like I broke a toe one time drunk and I still have no idea how I did it. And I'm always like, it's just a moment I'll never get back. And not that I not that I want it back, but it's those unanswered questions. And like, that was yeah. such a waste. It was just such a waste for me. And I could have been spending my time doing something else. So... It was, we felt pretty fortunate when our, we both brainstormed upon that one. Yeah. I think it's really cool that you and your husband, Ryan, did it together. Um, I'm sure that was a a really like area of support, but also maybe an area of like grouchy struggle, you know, in the beginning. (laughs) For sure. And it was like, there were times where I would be feeling like, oh my gosh, he always said that I would wake up every single day thinking, oh my gosh, are you noticing this? Are you more creative? Are you more focused? And he's like, I'm not really feeling any different. Like, and I just kept being like, are you kidding me? This is (laughs) like, I feel like from the get go, I was almost overly happy about the choice, which I did not expect to be. And if you would have met me as a drinker I I didn't think people people who were saying that without alcohol life can be fun I thought they were total liars and so to become the person that was like oh my gosh my life is changing because I did this one thing almost feels a little hypocritical sometimes yeah yeah I think there's like a lot of you know people who are really ambivalent about their drinking or questioning their drinking Um, people who are really excited about being alcohol-free or being sober, however you want to word it, um, we can be kind of annoying. Um, A little bit of our excitement, but it is exciting. I mean, you get to experience life on life's terms. You're present. You know, you're more energetic. You're overall happier. Your anxiety has decreased. I know I haven't had a panic attack you know, since I've had that out of my life. Um, so from a mental health perspective, and you mentioned creativity, it really opens a lot of doors that you just don't realize until you take a break. Yeah. You can't see it until you step away from it. That's what I always tell people. I'm like, even to do it as 
and experiment with yourself just to see what it looks like without alcohol. And I know we both touched on AA and how there's a stigma around that. Part of my issue with AA when I was a drinker was that I didn't feel like I belonged there. I didn't, I felt like if I went to an AA meeting, first I'd have to stand up and tell everybody I was an alcoholic because I had this very perceived, like I had this idea of what AA was from the movies. Like I had, (laughs) I had no real life experience with it, but I was like, if I do this, I have to go to a meeting and admit I'm an alcoholic and I don't know if I am. And I also thought if I go and say I'm an alcoholic, then I totally have to quit forever because that's what you do. And I was, those two things, I was like, I don't want to I don't want to stand up at a meeting and introduce myself and I don't want to make the choice to quit forever right away. And that's why I think something like a 30-day challenge opens up this opportunity to people where they can say, "All right, well I'm going to I'm going to do this and I can just see and then you really can go, "Oh, I I do like my alcohol-free life better or I don't because of this or I wasn't able to do the 30-day challenge so maybe now I do need to look at outside sources you know it's just that jumping off point for a lot of people and from people from like you said all different walks of life so I never want people to think that I'm bashing AA I just know where I was and when I talk to other people they're like yes that's exact and and we have people in our group that do go to Alcoholics Anonymous and do the challenge as well. Or maybe they started with the challenge and found out, okay, this isn't the support I need, but I need something more. So it it was still the jumping off point for people. So with No More Wasted Days, what does a 30-day alcohol-free challenge look like? So I walk people through 30 days by sending them daily videos. So every day people get a brand new video delivered to their email and it's about five to 10 minutes long. And I go through various topics that I was feeling in the beginning. And like I said, I, I initially recorded all of these when I was pretty newly alcohol free. So I'm so happy I did that. I have no idea why I felt this urge to do it. And it was just like, it was for friends and family, like I said, but all of the topics are so catered to people who are brand new to their alcohol-free journey. So now that I'm farther along in my journey, I actually went and re-recorded them all. And I was going to change some topics. And I actually looked at all of them and I said, this is exactly what people are walking through in those first 30 days. I changed one video when I went through. That was the, and I was like, wow. (laughs) But I was able to go at it now with more experience in my alcohol free life and working with other people who have more experience. So it was a really fun process to do, but you get these videos that help you understand why you're having sugar cravings in the first week. And how do you tell your friends that you're doing this? Or do you need to tell your friends? And Mm -hmm. how do you start looking beyond the 30 days? How do you start future casting? That was the one thing that I re-recorded because we talk about it so much on our weekly calls, like stepping into your new alcohol-free persona and realizing that you can become so much more than you ever thought. So those videos are part of it. You get the daily email from me as well. And we have a 30-day printable journal that walks you through mindset work, which was huge for me. I always tell people that I do think that was the one reason it stuck for me is because I started a daily gratitude journal and I started doing daily affirmations. And that piece for me really helped me step into the mindset of a non-drinker which is something I never did before when I had tried to step away from alcohol. 
And then I help people learn how to visualize so they can start becoming more solid and stepping into a social event and do it going through a visualization process before they do that social event. And I just, then I offer knowledge that really helped me in the beginning. The idea that alcohol doesn't actually help your anxiety. Um, and the idea that alcohol is poison, which I feel so stupid that I didn't know that as a drinker. And I didn't mm -hmm. know it was a cause of so many health issues. Like I right. figured, I thought it was a liver, like it's bad for your liver. That's what I thought. And mm -hmm. drinking self was like, that's ah, probably fine. <laughs> like my, it's bad for everyone else's liver. Like I would always have an excuse. And when I actually started doing the research and I was like, oh my gosh, it is so bad for us. So yeah. I just put all of that in, all the stuff that I really felt in my first 30 days and I got it all in the 30 days for members that go through the group. And beyond that, we have an online community. And then we even have um, our personal message thread. And some people opt to join in on weekly group calls too. I think that's awesome. I think it gives a real, a real life perspective and approach. And I love to hear you talk about mindset and, you know, the tips of how to approach social situations because people almost act like, oh, you're, you're not drinking? Yeah. Um, are you, are you, are you okay? Um, is this forever? Like, yeah, like almost like something's wrong with you or like there has to be an excuse like, well, oh, surely she's on a medication or is she pregnant or like <laughs> the strangest like responses sometimes. But I think that's really people exploring maybe their own relationship with alcohol sometimes sure. and the fact that it's so permeated in our culture. Yeah, because no, why would somebody anybody. choose to not drink? Like, that's crazy, right? <laughs> right. It's just <laughs> such a bizarre concept to not put ethanol in your body. Yeah. Um. And it's so funny because it was the thing that, like, I was so afraid. Oh, my God, people are going to ask me why I'm not drinking. People, And I thought, people are going to think I'm pregnant. I'm going to have to tell everybody I'm not. <laughs> like, right. it was those ridiculous thoughts that you have when you're stuck in the drinking world because... I don't know, your drinking brain is just so much different than your real authentic brain. And it yes. just, and they're going, oh, well, if you quit, you're going to have to tell all your friends and none of your friends are going to like you anymore, which is not true. You may find out that some people are not your people, but I mean, how many people have actually questioned your drinking? It does happen, but I mean, I thought it was going to happen daily with the fear that I had towards it. And it <laughs> honestly doesn't happen as much as we think it's going to happen yeah yeah i think we may catastrophize it a little bit because of yeah. our own anxiety and you know doing those first couple of social events like you build the muscle in your brain and in your vocabulary to to like train your brain that like no i, I just don't drink yeah and people are like okay and you know people are then off to somebody else or themselves um that's just the nature of people so yeah, and there definitely are those outliers who are really pushy about why aren't you drinking? And and I always just remind myself, they're just, we're holding up a mirror to them and it's it can be really threatening when you tell somebody that you don't drink when they're questioning their own relationship with alcohol. 
those are some of the things I definitely walk through reminding people when you're quitting, it can be a big shock to people. So even if they do question you, here's some ways to handle it and handle it with grace. And because that is not always my strongest suit. I'm somebody who will jump to a conclusion that, oh, they don't like me because they're questioning it, but it may just be because they're gathering information themselves. Absolutely. What do you think are some of the biggest struggles that folks experience during the 30-day alcohol-free challenge? So many different ones. I think one I hear a lot is that people are bored in the beginning. They don't know what to do because like we said, you end up having so much time, which is a blessing. But in the beginning, it almost feels like a curse because you're so... So you're so used to your drinking life. You get home from work, you open your, your beer or pour your wine or whatever you have. And then that kind of starts making your, your mundane life feel a little more exciting and makes you get through the evening a little faster. And I know for a lot of people, they'll say, well, I'm just so bored, so I don't know what to do. So we talk a lot about what are some different hobbies you can start exploring? What was a way you can make a plan when you get home? Really planning out your evening so you know what's going to happen and you know that drinking isn't an option. That's one that I definitely hear from people. And then um, people who are with a partner and their partner decides to not quit with them or to maybe not support their journey, which this one is always really hard for me to help people with just because I was super fortunate that my husband decided to do this and I followed along with him. But that one seems to be the really hard one. And you have to remember that you're on this journey for you. And people will follow your actions. But if you're going to start talking to your partner in this way, and I remember that Marta quit before you actually. So you actually have mm -hmm. experience on the other end of this. And it is very like, it can feel almost like a personal attack when your partner mm -hmm. decides to quit. So you have to remember to lead with actions and not come at them with like, you need to do this with me too, because they're already feeling attacked by your choice. So I think that that's one way with the challenge, I'm able to support people and make them feel like they have a community and they have people that understand when maybe their partner doesn't quite understand. Absolutely. Yeah, Martha quit drinking before me and you know, that kind of changed our relationship a little bit, you know, in terms of how we spent our evenings and weekends. But what it did was mirror to me, oh, she's she's feeling pretty good in the morning and she's pretty energetic and she's, you know, like, positivity and some reflections so I could see if if the shoe was on the other foot that that would be a challenge and the good thing about like the community is that there's like we said earlier so many walks of life and stages yeah. in the challenge and there's support for that and yeah. really any obstacle that people face um in my experience being a part of this group for so long that like there's almost like not a question that someone can't provide support around or a, a possible solution or a suggestion or a tip or a trick or some insight and yeah i really think that's the importance of the support and the connection in the community. 
for sure. And it is like when when I can't say that I've had personal experience with someone there, like you said, there is always somebody that has had that experience and can totally say, well, this is what happened with me and this is how I worked through it. And here are some tips and strategies that you can put in place. Additionally, it's really cool because it's it doesn't have to be associated with like Facebook. I mean, even though there is a Facebook component, um, folks can join if they don't do social media because mm-hmm. I know that can be a, an issue for people or it's not people's cup of tea so to speak like social media so there's that component and you know you live on the west coast I live on the east coast and you and I have become really close so we've never met in person and yeah. you know and being a part of the community and helping others and I've met a really really good friend who actually lives in the state that I live in and it's just really cool how you know you find your people on your healing journey and when you cut out certain things in your life and embrace other opportunities and you open your mind you're just inviting like more more goodness that's one of the parts that I love yeah a lot about the group um and and as like dorky or corny as it sounds, but your vibe attracts your tribe. I really believe <laughs> it totally happens. It's just, and I tell people all the time in the group, I'm like, I thought I would never meet friends that didn't drink. And now it happens all the time. I'll meet new people and they'll say, oh, I don't drink before I even say anything. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it really is true when you're putting it out there. You start finding these people and maybe it's online first to start getting comfortable in your own skin being alcohol free. And then suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, there's other people all around me that are living this exact same life or maybe quit for different reasons than you, but you have that one thing in common and it's really cool to have that happen. It's just cool when you make life changes for the good, just like I said, just the things that open up and, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe and energy draws intention. And I do believe it is one of the best life hacks, although it is quite controversial, but I do believe it is definitely top five. Yeah. I do too. And it's so funny because when somebody said that in our group, like this is the biggest life hack, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is exactly what it is. And Mm -hmm. I I have, you know, I have trolls sometimes say, oh, why do you share this all the time? You're just shoving this in people's faces. And I always will answer because it changed my life. And I had no idea that it would change my life. And if I can help one other person that's struggling, I'm going to share. So, and it is just like, You just don't know when you're stuck in it. And it can be really scary, but to hear somebody else on the other side, and you can see that they made it and that they're saying, my life changed in all these ways. You're kind of like, okay, if they can do it, maybe I can too. Yes, absolutely. What would you say, speaking of life changes, what would you say like the top three life changes that you experienced when you became alcohol free? When I became alcohol free, oh my gosh, this is, let's see, two were pretty easy. I found the courage to walk away from my teaching job. It's something I had wanted to do for a really long time. And I had I had a second online business and I, I knew I could build it up to, to replace my teaching income. And I did it. 
And it wasn't even, I was a little bit afraid, like, well, what if I lose this online income? What if something happens? And I was like, it won't. Like I had so much confidence in myself as a non-drinker that I could figure it out. No matter what, I could figure it out. So after teaching music in the public schools for 18 years, I put in my resignation and it was one of the most exciting things I had ever done. Even though I had been planning it for like five years, I had been planning it for so long and putting it off. And I think I would have continued to put it off if I was drinking. I think I just would have been like, oh, I don't, I don't know. It's too scary to leave a, a really stable nine to five. And that then led to my husband and I deciding to uproot our family from suburbia and move out into the country <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest. And we had a piece of property on five acres and we are now building our own house. And we've been doing that for a year and a half now. And we are building our own house, just me and him. And I, I look at him every day and think our drinking selves, there's no way we would have stopped building every day at noon and started drinking. And it's just like, it's a crazy life, but it's amazing. I think those are two of like the major changes that other people can see. But beyond that, I have just become a more present mom, a more present wife. I am really able to give more of myself to my family. And I think that that's a huge gift. And I always tell people that I didn't think I had hit rock bottom because I hadn't, I hadn't lost my kids. You always hear these, you hear stories of I lost my kids and it's very tragic. And I worked in public schools and I saw it happen. And I was like, you know, I haven't had that happen. And I hadn't gotten a divorce because of my drinking. And I would just say, oh no, it's fine. But I was never giving them my full self because I was always thinking about alcohol. I would be drinking alcohol and tell my kids I couldn't play a game with them because I was busy drinking a beer. I was hungover, so I couldn't be happy and joyful in the morning. And now I'm able to do those things. So whenever people are like waiting for that rock bottom, sometimes you have to step away to see like, oh my gosh, I am taking away. I'm like, I have lost my kids. Maybe they're physically in the room, but I am not mentally there with them. And that's probably my third thing that I've just, it's my relationship with my kids and my husband has changed and elevated so much. I think that's wonderful. I think it's so amazing that y'all were able to live your dream and build your home together. I always tell Martha, like, Sarah and Ryan are building a home, like, together. And she's <laughs> like, you know, we can't install curtains together. You, you can. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all are just, like, super brave to, to live your dream. And, you know, you were able to leave your teaching job and create your own happiness and your own like good fun energy that you know y'all do together with your family and I think that's awesome I can't wait to come visit and see your chickens that's on the oh, list oh good <laughs> I, I always am like and then one day all of you are gonna get to come see this house that you keep hearing about <laughs> I can't wait I want to get on that zip line thing oh my gosh that thing is so fun <laughs> and it's not too high off the ground so it's not super scary just <laughs> It's a little right bit of good fun, it's right? The right yeah, exactly. It's like that. We can put you on all the fun kids things that now my kids don't have interest in. We can go on the trampoline and the zip line and the, the ropes course. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, let's tell folks how to find 
no more wasted days and connect with you. So I'm the most active on social media on TikTok and on Instagram. And both of them are the same handle. It's uh, no underscore more underscore wasted underscore days. So just no more wasted days, but with an underscore in between each word. And then I'm also on Facebook and you can just find me there with no more wasted days. And I think those are my my main ways to find me. And then I also have um, a link to 10 mantras that I used when I was newly alcohol-free. And I'll be sure to give you the link to that because if people grab those 10 mantras, then they're automatically added to my weekly newsletter where I send out two emails a week. So if that's something that your listeners are interested in, I'll give you the link for that. Awesome. Wonderful. I'll make sure that I post all this information in the show notes so people can... um, check it out if they're curious um i'm really glad that you joined the show today it was so much fun to talk with you about no more wasted days talk to you so thank you thank you so much and i'd love to have you back to further talk about alcohol free life i hope everyone enjoys this episode if you have any questions about no more wasted days check out the show notes and I'll link access to Memorial Rights and Days on my social media. And um, of course, if anybody wants to reach out to me directly, I'll send them, send them your way, Sarah. You have a beautiful day. I hope everyone listening also has an awesome day and thanks for joining this episode. Mm-hmm.